0: Join us today as we take a look at all of the ins, all of the outs in League 1 and try to predict the end table. Welcome to Boroughbond. Here's Dean Campbell, drills it, and he scores! And Stevenage
1: has taken the lead here at Villa Park! And a wall in his hair! Oh! Yeah!
0: It's a new season. Uh, I, I haven't prepared anything to say on this. This is typically Slapdash from Barrow Um Hi, Pat. Hi, Nate. How are you doing? <laughs> um, yeah. Uh, not bad. <laughs>
1: <laughs> Could be worse it's, than like,
0: it's like I've never done a podcast before and I don't know what I'm doing, isn't it? <laughs> <laughs> Hilariously Slapdash.
1: Well, I guess I mean the last time we were together, we were actually together, together in uh, Dean's hotel and chatting all things last season and looking ahead a bit to next season. Now we've had a bit of off season, we can get back together and really start to think about where the team is and where we need it to get to in the next couple of weeks or so before the first game.
0: Yes, yes, we do. Pat's let like the cat out of the bag. There, that is what we're doing here today. It is a league one preview. Show um Pat doesn't like calling this a predictions show because that absolves him of any um incorrect guesses later on <laughs> down the line, I guess.
1: Yes. I think prediction you need to have a certain amount of data to feed into it, whereas preview it's more of a you know guesstimate. I'm happy with guesstimate.
0: Yeah. Um it wouldn't be right for us to start our League One 23-24 previews. Like just having a quick look back at our twenty-two-23 League two previews. Oh, must we? Yeah, yeah, we must, uh, Patrick. <laughs> um We both did we both did pretty badly, I'm not gonna lie. Uh, uh, overall our table was act- wasn't too bad. There were there were a few there were a few swings and misses, but generally it weren't too bad. We only got two positions correct out of 24 but we were quite close on on a lot of them so let, let's go let's go let's go 24 up to first and see just how how bad we did Rochdale we both said Rochdale um in fact neither of us said Rochdale would go down bottom but the average position came out last so as a pod- podcast we predicted them to go down bottom and we were correct we said Harrogate would go down as well um it was Hartlepool We also said Barrow, then 22nd. That was Crawley, who narrowly survived. Um, We said Colchester would be in 21st. They finished in 20th. So again, that's not a bad miss, that one. Uh, We said Sutton would be 20th. Uh, They finished uh, up in 15th. So it's not too far. Our first real poor performance here was Carlisle in 19th. They finished 5th and then came up in the playoffs. That's piss. (laughs) Um, Crew, Alexandra... Um, we said eighteenth. They finished thirteenth. So again, five out. That's not too bad. Hartlepool in seventeenth. Obviously, they went down. So we uh, we were far far higher on Hartlepool than apparently they were on themselves. Sixteenth, um, we had Grimsby. Um, he finished eleventh. Again, five five difference there. Uh, Crawley then. We're Crawley in fourteenth. Um, we like many got a little bit distracted by the fact that uh, they were throwing money at the at, at at everything, um, I mean, I had them. I had them finishing twenty third, and they finished twenty second. But you put them ninth. Pat. It's
1: probably not my worst, but pretty bad.
0: <laughs> yeah, I mean, it, it happens to all of us. Uh, Gillingham, we said fifteenth. Um, they almost caught that up in the sec- that massive run on the second half of the season they had after spending a bazillion dollars in uh, January. They finished seventeenth. Um, we had Stockport thirteenth. They finished fourth that i put them i put them down in uh, where did i have them uh, jesus christ where did i have them i can't see them in my list at all uh, oh oh no pat you had them second bottom
1: yay it's all my fault again
0: and i had them fifth so it wasn't too bad actually i um, <laughs> Walsall, we said we said 12th, they finished down in 16th. AFC Wimbledon, we had them 11th, uh, they finished 21st. Uh, Doncaster in 10th, uh, they were 18th. Then we had Stevenage 9th, um, which is funny because we both said they'd come 10th, but on the averages, like actually had us up a place. Um, <laughs> Bradford 8th, they finished 6th. We had Salford 7th, who was 7th.
1: Yay! Um,
0: Swindon, we put in sixth, they were 10th. We put Orient fifth, obviously they finished top. Newport, we had fourth, they were 14th. So, yeah, that was bad. Um, Tranmere, we had them in third, they were 12th. So, again, it's not good. Um, we had Northampton second, they finished third. So, again, we did pretty well there. And then, uh,
1: what team haven't we said there, Pat? Oh, God, that means I have to have listened to you, Bradford.
0: No, we, we, we had them eighth. Mansfield. We had Mansfield going up top, <sighs> and they were eighth. Ridiculous behaviour. Like always, like always. I don't know why we've done that to, to, to ourselves. Anyway, so... Yeah, we should have learned. We, quite frankly, in, in in such a ridiculous league as League 2 was last year, I think we did pretty well getting two out of 24. Yeah, <laughs> well... There were a lot of the, near misses.
1: At this point in the season, like you know vaguely who people have signed and what how consistent their management's been, which has, gives you a bit of an indicator. But it's really hard to <clears> find <fire throat> things out like wage budgets and stuff like that. So you can go a little bit by average attendance, but not too much. So it's it's a really tough thing to gauge until you've seen mm-hmm. a month or two of the season. And then you can have a proper, like, educated guess at it rather than 24 wild stabs in the dark, which is what we did pre-season.
0: <laughs> yeah. So we're doing it again. Yeah. Um and we're going to go just like just like we did then, we're going to go bottom up. So I'm going to introduce my first uh my first team. The team I'm saying is going down rock bottom. Cambridge United. Hmm. Um, I think they've had a v- they had a poor season last season, and they've not really done done much this season. Some, you know, a few players have come in. Sulie Kai has come in from MK Dons, but they went down last year. Um, they brought in Jack Stevens, Jordan Cousins, Danny Andrew. Uh, other than Stevens, the other two are sort of getting on a little bit. Twenty nine and thirty two, getting on. No, I am older than both of them, but you know, the <laughs> professional footballers they're in there they should be right at the peak of their powers. Maybe Danny Andrews just at the end of it. Um, they brought a few young lads in. They got like uh, brought so brought them up from the uh, from the under 18s side, um, so they hope maybe they're looking at uh, bringing some of those uh, players through. They brought a centre forward, uh, Cassand, uh Ahadmi. That is definitely wrong. I don't care. Um, brought him in on loan from Ipswich as well, so I, that's okay. Like they've done it okay in the in the um, transfer window, like coming in, but they they've lost uh, Sam Smith, Harvey Nibs, um, both both to Reading. Um, Lloyd James gone to Charlton. Ironside's gone to. Uh, uh, Donny, uh, Shiloh Tracy to a crew, George Williams to Mansfield, Greg Taylor to Woking, and uh, most of the rest of them are without, everybody else that's left is without a club still. Uh, I don't think they, they they haven't really improved in a lot of those positions. Um, uh, Hadney was there last year on loan, he's back on loan. Um, yeah, just yeah. They've got a little bit younger on paper. I don't think they're better. They've got a long way to go before the season starts, that's for sure.
1: Yeah, the biggest thing that stood out for me about looking at Cambridge as a squad from a high level was it's the biggest in the league by quite a distance. And bigger isn't always better, regardless of what people tell you. And if you've got a squad of 30-odd players with an average age of under 24... You're looking at a a muddle in terms of finding your first team and getting that on the park on a regular basis, and that leads you to a slow start to the season, and that could be a real problem for a team like Cambridge. So I'm kind of with you in the half, quarter of the table I have them in. Who have you got, bottom? I've got Fleetwood Town Bottom. I don't know how they keep where they've kept so far. Um... It's been impressive for a club of their size to stay where they are. We know it's been bankrolled to a certain extent, but that bubble feels like it has to burst at some point. And, uh, yeah, I, I worry for them this season.
0: Interesting. Okay, so that's um, Cambridge and uh, Fleetwood. Um, yeah, looking at them, they've there's not been a massive turnover of players. Um, five out, six six in. Yeah. Um, but they're very much doing a, doing a bit of a, a Cambridge in that they're sort of maintaining that level. They've not got better. I'm not sure they've got worse.
1: Yeah, that sounds about yeah. right. So then you really should have a mid-table because that's where they finished last year. But I don't know. It's a, a kind of gut feeling that at some point that bubble's got to burst.
0: Fair enough. Um, Okay, so in 23rd, uh, I've got Port Vale. Who have you got?
1: Also Port Vale.
0: That's an easy one.
1: Yeah, well, I mean, they're the only League One side I saw play last year, and they were meh. And they've lost an entire team's worth of players and gained an entire team's worth of players over the summer, which is always a a cause for concern. So, yeah, I think they'll struggle. They changed manager in May of this year as well, which doesn't um, bode well for uh, the initial portion of the season when you're still building that kind of squad cohesion. So, Mm -hmm. yeah, I think Port Vale could struggle this season.
0: Uh, Yeah, I mean, I'm not going to change it now, but uh, looking at their transfer business now... Um, I'm actually, so I'm, I'm actually tempted to change my mind and say they're going to do a little bit better than I thought they were. I'm not going to change it, um, but I like the signing of Ethan Chislett from AFC Wimbledon. Um, I think um, Tom Sang coming in from Cardiff is a good one. Uh, Connor Grant from Plymouth as well, all good signings there. Um, they've lost Will Will Forrester to Bolton. That's that's a blow. Uh, Tom Pett's left, um, he's a big part of their team over the last few years. I don't think that's a massive miss, actually, to be honest. A couple of players, uh, Jamie Proctor and uh, David Warrell, have left to go to Barrow. Um, I think that's really good signings for Barrow there, actually. Um, mm. Yeah, it's... Um, yeah. It... I'm going to stick with it because I've, uh, I'm changing my mind right now and I don't want to do that. So there we go. <laughs> <laughs> uh, <laughs> uh, next up, 22nd, and uh, filling the third relegation spot, I've got Cheltenham. Who do you have?
1: I have Wigan Athletic. Starting the season on minus eight points and uh, in a bit of turmoil. It's uh, a tough time for them. Um, look, Yeah, it's...
0: It's not the best start, uh, is the understatement of the, of the century, right? Um, they've lost they, they, a lot of players. A lot of players have left, um, but they've—I think—they've done some some decent business in the summer. Uh, Sean Clare, Johnny Smith coming in from Charlton and Burton, um, Liam Shaw coming in from Celtic. Uh, those are all decent moves. Um, Callum McManaman as well coming in there's a bit of experience out on the right right wing to to help him on I think those are I think those are pretty decent moves if I'm honest Um, also Matt I've just noticed Matt Smith coming in from um, uh, Arsenal under 21s and uh, James Balagzi, Balagze easy, sorry, uh, coming in from Liverpool under-21s. Those are those are both really good moves as well. So, um, one on a free transfer and one on a, on a loan. So, that's... that's, I think that's pretty good work. Um, so, yeah, that's not where
1: I have them. Uh, tw- and I hope it goes well for them, because Liam Shaw's a Sheffield Wednesday Youth Academy lad, so you want those guys to do well. But, yeah, we'll see, won't we? Yeah. Uh,
0: right. Um... Who do you have in 21st, Pat?
1: In 21st, I have Exeter City. Um, similar reasoning to Port Vale, really, in that kind of mid-table last year, they've had a huge amount of player turnover in the off-season, 12 out, 12 in, and uh, it just feels like a young team that's going to struggle to compete against some of the bigger hitters in this division next season.
0: Interesting. Um yeah, I, 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 I've got Carlisle. Um, there, I think uh, I was very, I was very, very surprised, obviously, with how Carlisle did last year. Um, I think that they have got worse. Uh, that might be a bit harsh. I don't think they've got better. They've certainly not got better this summer, Carlisle. Um, so I don't see them going about any of that business. Like I'm hoping we're going to. Um, I think, uh, they, you know, they've hold, held on to a few, a few of their good players, which is, which is a start. But looking at who they've added, uh, with, uh, Dylan McGoach from, um, that's definitely not how you say his surname, <laughs> from, um, Forrest Green, a central midfielder, Daniel Butterworth from Blackburn, centre forward, that, uh, I'm not convinced by him. Um, Ben Barclay from Stockport, centre back. Uh, I'm not convinced by him in League One either. So I don't. I, I don't know. I, I think I think Carlisle
1: are going to really struggle with that this year. Personally, um, I mean, I think I think what we discovered from last season's League Two rankings is that all those Northern Blue teams, once you get kind of above Manchester, they all merge into one, and we get them confused. So uh, you know, take anything we say about Northern Blue teams with a pinch of salt. <laughs>
0: That's probably a fair a fair, a fair assessment, yeah. Um, who have you got, Pat, in uh, 20th?
1: I've got Cambridge United. I'm similarly pessimistic to you, but they seem to find a way to cling on to it year in, year out, and they've got the longest serving manager in the division, which I think helps them a little bit with stability and that sort of management frame, which some of the other clubs in and around the bottom quarter don't. So... Uh... Yeah, that's where I
0: have Cambridge. Fair, okay. Um, I've gone. I've gone uh, again. This is one that I really wish I'd, I, I sort of wish I could change my mind, but I can't. So I, well, I could, but I'm not going to. Um, I've got Reading. Hmm. They've that's been totally a been
1: lot putting of Reading
0: further down. They've been a lot of turmoil, of turmoil over the summer. But in the last few days, and noticeably, noticeably since I did this uh, list, they've hmm. made a few really good signings. Um, and I'm just not up to date with it. They've brought in, as I said earlier, Harvey Nibbs and Sam Smith from Cambridge. They've brought in Lewis Wing from Wickham, uh, which I think is actually a really good signing, and Charlie Savage from Man United, which I think is a superb signing uh, for them. Um, George Puskas uh, has also come in on a... Coming permanently on a free by the looks of things. But he was there. He was there on loan last season, and he's going back. Um, they've lost a few players. You know, Tomkins has gone to a, gone to Watford. Uh, Luke Southwood's gone to Cheltenham. Um, Nabi sar has gone off to Saudi Arabia because there had to be one, right? Um, no, and, then, uh, on and then a couple of loan players here and there that have, that have, that have left. So, um, I just think, yeah, I think that. Um, there's, there's a long way to go. They've added really well so far in the summer, but they've got a long way to go, and I don't really see them doing much pulling up roots this season. I don't think they're going to be they're, they're going to do all that. I think they're going to be they're in for another tough year.
1: Yeah, I think they'll miss Lucas Zhao. He's a goal scorer that's tough to replace at any level. So uh, we'll we'll see where they go with that. Although I guess Pushkas feels that role to an extent. Yeah,
0: um, in nineteenth, I've got Shrewsbury. Me too. Oh, Patrick, look at that. Why have you got them there?
1: Why have I got them there? Um, They finished 12th last season. They changed their manager in July, which is missing most of uh, the planning period of pre-season, and that could set you back a long way. Uh, Nine in, eight out, so not the most... Um, variability in your squad but they've got one of the smallest squads in the league just with like 21 players so where uh, it remains to be seen whether they can get that into shape in time for the first quarter of the season and if you get behind the eight ball you finish in the bottom quarter that's pretty much how it goes
0: yeah um i think they might be the most middle of the run mid, like the mid Sitting on the fence, middle of the raid team in the entire division. There's nothing really overly exciting about them. Um, eh. uh, whatever. I, I, hmm. I just, I, I, I really struggled with them. They were the last team I put in, and they basically went into the spot where I was like, Well, I've got no more, I've got no other option. So, <laughs> where's the space? Yeah, basically, like, I, and I really struggled, I, I did really struggle with it for a while. Um, well, there we go. There we go. I'm not gonna, not gonna waste too much. time talking about then 18th Burton Albion
1: plausible. Uh,
0: got? I've
1: got I've got Cheltenham Town uh, again. One of the smallest squads in the division and one of those kind of in and around the fringes of League One, League Two perennially. So uh, yeah, it's it's a tough division for the smaller sides to claw their way up.
0: Yeah, um I went with, I went with Burton just because I think
1: they uh, they've
0: left they've let some uh, good players go and I mean they've had a few decent signings to be fair to them coming but I don't like Dino so there we go.
1: <laughs> it will be interesting to see whether their upturn in form is sustainable because we haven't seen that much throughout Dino's managerial career so far but I kind of hope so. And that as you say they look like they've invested solidly in that squad so I think they'll be better than last year
0: 17th I've got Wigan oh you have?
1: so you have them overcoming that eight-point lag to uh, get out of trouble I've got I, Oxford I, United.
0: I, I would have them trouble in the um, uh, playoffs if it wasn't for the eight-point point deficit mm. I think I think this middle part of the league is going to be so that's unbelievably tight
1: yeah absolutely absolutely yeah, I've I've got Oxford United um, on a similar basis to Cheltenham, only not quite as small, I suppose. Yep, yeah, cool. <laughs> um, who have you got in sixteenth Pat? I have got our friend and yours, Carlisle United. Be- I don't. Yeah, I'm not as pessimistic about their uh, chances next season as you are, um, but. Remains to be seen. It's a tough thing to adapt to.
0: It is yeah. Um... Sorry, I'm just
1: making changes to something here. Uh... <laughs> After promising you wouldn't scandals.
0: Yeah no, I I had I had to change things change things around. Um, not yeah, Northampton. I think though I think they'll survive. Uh, I think they've got they've got a good squad and they've got a lot of they've got a, a lot of. Uh, players that I think are going to do well they haven't added a lot but I think they've added well they've brought in Patrick Brough from Barrow, uh, Manny Mont from Walsall, um, Kieran Bowie and uh, Josh Tomlinson, uh, a couple of kids um, coming through um, pushing on and I don't think they've really lost much quality um, I mean they let Josh Harrop go which I was a little bit surprised by uh, I think he could do a job in League One but that also might be that he doesn't want to stay around so I don't I don't yeah. know. Um, I think they'll do. I think they'll do. If they make if they make some of the signings that they're going to want to make over the next few days, uh, they could be they could be a problem for a lot of teams. I think. Um,
1: yeah.
0: Much like they were last year, but yeah, not quite to the same extent. Absolutely. Uh, who did you say? Who did you have in 16th? I didn't write it down, and now I can't remember.
1: <laughs> I had Carlisle United.
0: Oh, yeah, I I you, didn't I?
1: Yes. Justifiably. So you've,
0: you've you've got no promoted sites going down, Patrick. Correct. This this is this is disgusting.
1: Um Yeah, I mean statistically unlikely, but Very possible. You know, <laughs> when you're throwing darts at boards, sometimes they don't go where you're aiming.
0: As we know from last year's attempt at this. fifteenth. Uh, I have fleetwoods. Uh, I, I take what I take back what I said about Shrewsbury. Fleetwood are the most boring, run-of-the-mill middle ground. <laughs> There's nothing interesting about them team in the world.
1: Oh, you make them sound like the Colts. That's very harsh. Oh, fuck off. <laughs> I've got Burton Albion in fifteenth, the first of the yeah. uh, three former Stevenage player managers of the uh, division. But yeah. Um they've consolidated after last year it's hard to see him pushing on with the uh what's the word the budget that they've got but um yeah. you know they've got to pull together and have an us against them sort of attitude and there's no better manager to generate that than dino
0: <laughs> yeah but he's going to have that in the changing rooms because the half of the club are going to hate him so anyway anyway he's some he's last year <laughs> he 14th i've got I've got uh, I've got Richie Wellens, Footballing Gods, Leighton Orient.
1: Hmm, interesting. I've got Northampton Town, so not far off where you had them.
0: No, that was pretty close. Northampton. Why do you have Northampton there?
1: I think they ended last season with a bit of momentum. They've consolidated that team rather than uh, taking it apart and rebuilt it like we have. So that, I think, helps maintain that. And uh, that should give them enough to get above some of the teams that are struggling to uh, stay functional at the bottom end of this division, which is kind of what you want to establish yourself at a new level.
0: Yeah, fair. Um, At my end for this, um, with Orient, um, they've actually added really well. I just didn't want to put them above Stevenage. Um sure, sure, sure. they've they've brought in Idris El Mazzuni again on loan. Um, they've signed Ethan Galbraith from United, which I think is a really good pickup. Joe Piggott is a really good pickup there as well. Um I'm not bothered about Dan uh Aege from Cree, so whatever. Um <coughs> Max Sanders again from Lincoln City. Yeah. Um I think Sam Howes coming up from Will is a funny one. And Sol Grin uh coming in from uh Borough under twenty ones, you've got to assume is gonna be the uh the man between the sticks um, and he doesn't touch Lawrence Vigaro. I think, I don't think he's nearly as good as Lawrence Vigoro. That's a big, big transfer. So big, big player they've lost. And they've also lost, yeah. lost the likes of Paul Smith, Paul Smith to QPR. Uh, Harry Smith's gone to Sutton. Um, so yeah, it's, um, they've, they've lost some good players there. So um, yeah, I don't, yeah i don't i don't i don't really rate they haven't done enough in the transfer window so far for me to to replace the quality that they've lost uh, although joe Piggott is a massive uh, massive addition to that front line so that so again i t- i said him before um before uh, sorry I, I said them i put them in fourteenth before before he signed so uh, yeah
1: it's done yeah right and we saw bit. last season like you take a few linchpin players out of a team, how ordinary they mm-hmm. can look in that absence and
0: yeah. I mean like like Orion did at our place.
1: Exactly. So if you're losing those to play permanently to high division teams, that is more difficult to replace than an injury, so it's uh, yeah, it'd be interesting to yep. see whether they've managed to do that or not.
0: Yeah. Thirteenth Patrick, who do you have?
1: I have Reading, for the reasons you've already outlined that They've come into the season with <clears> turmoil at the very top, with HMRC winding up orders and that sort of stuff and transferring mm-hmm. embargoes. And it seems like they've sort of steered the ship through and beyond that, hopefully for their fans anyway. And mm-hmm. they've got the resources to be a massive player in this division. They certainly should be. It's whether that's... Um, managed right at the top level so I kind of hedge my bets a little bit and like they're certainly going to be starting behind the eight ball because they've had that hiatus at the start of the season when they were just dealing with financial stuff and you'd rather be getting your squad together and uh, that could have a detrimental effect on their first half of the season
0: Yes Um, I've got Stevenage Woo! Slap bang middle of the league Uh more or less. Uh I think we've had a really good transfer window. Uh other than at left back and up front, I don't think we're weaker anywhere. Obviously Tayash Hammond signing on a permanent deal is a massive, massive
1: coup. Yeah, um, as huge as hoped. it was unexpected.
0: Yeah, absolutely. And and not only that, but retaining uh Luther and T V C is just bonkers. Oh massive. Uh, those massive. Keeping that score of players is so big, and then I think Lewis Thompson and Alex McDonald coming in are really, really exciting, exciting signings. Nathan Thompson, Harry Anderson, Nick Freeman, all again, really good signings. Um, ben Thompson, Dan Butler, really good signings. Literally, the only one, the only ones I'm a little bit uh, about are the goalkeeper we've uh, got in on loan from West Ham, uh, Hey, hey G. I think I saw that's how you pronounced it. And then Owen uh, Cochran obviously he's been brought up from the under eighteens, um, to, to 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 join some of his teammates that came up during the during the season just gone. Um losses. Jake Reeves uh, and Alex Gilby are massive, massive were massive losses, but I I mean Gil, Gilby's I think Gilby is a bigger loss. As much as I love Jake Reeves, I think Gilby's a bigger loss. But the signings we've made in midfield, I think I might be not worried about our midfield for the first time in about a decade.
1: <laughs> I mean, I guess we're going to come back to this after we've done the table, right? So we, do we want to get into it now? We will come back. All right, I'll keep my powder Wick- dry then.
0: Wickham in 12th. Who have you got, Pat?
1: Lincoln City. Uh, perennial big tables Lincoln City.
0: Fair. Fair, um, yeah, Wickham. I don't know. They, they, I found them really difficult to to decide where to put them. So I just sort of jammed them in the middle somewhere, hoping that you know, split the difference, basically. Um, yeah,
1: that's probably fair. I mean, they lost their manager to a high league team last year, right? And uh, yeah, that means you've got a bit of rebuilding and restabilizing to do. However, you invest in your new management.
0: Yeah. Uh I like Matt Bloomfield though. He's the, he's the, he's been our manager since February. Um yeah. he's a he's certainly an up and up and coming manager, but I just don't there's just something about Wickham that just it's it, it's he's going to be the people are going to be having the same conversation about Stevenage on their on their podcasts. Oh, there's you know Steve Evans is a proven manager at this level. He knows what he's doing, but Stevenage is tiny and what do you do with him Yeah. Yeah, it's, difficult sort of the and... same. it's
1: It's a bit the same with Wickham. Yeah, I see that. I see that. Whatever.
0: Uh, I've got Bristol Rovers in 11th.
1: I have got Stevenage in 11th. Um, and We'll come on to why as we go through, but I think you're right. The investment we've made looks decent, just not complete yet, and that's a worry. So it kind of swings both ways.
0: Yeah. Yeah, I've gone for Bristol Rovers in... Uh... Eleventh, they've made some good signings, but they've only made four signings. They need a lot more to really push them to push them on. Uh, I don't think they've really lost lost much from from where they were last season. Um, but again, they they hire people who beat there with more beat beat women up. So, frankly, I should have put them stone dead last. Fucking <laughs> um, Charlton Athletic in tenth for me. Um, <sighs> And that's probably too low, um, but they've not—they've added Alfie May, which is a great signing. Uh, other than that, I just don't—I uh, don't really see them being. I don't know. Like, like, they've not really lost much from last season, but they've not really lost added much either. So, again, they're sort of just treading water a little bit, and they—they they, they don't seem to have much in the way of direction for me.
1: Sounds about fair. I've got Bristol Rose in tenth, so I'm kind of cl- very close to you on their
0: positioning. Yeah. Um, ninth, we're in the top ten. I've got uh, I've got Oxford United, um, Ooh, which, which is obviously a big a big a big difference to you. Yeah, um, I think they've added really fucking well this summer. Um, Josh McEcrin, uh, I think, is a good a good signing. Uh, James. James Beadle's coming from Brighton who's a very very highly rated um young lad uh, goalkeeper um Ruben Rodriguez coming in from Notts County. Um I think he's absolutely worth worth taking a punt on and giving him that step up. Uh Steve Stedden uh, obviously coming in from Burton Albion as well. It's a, it's a loan deal but he's still in. Um that's a wonderful signing. And if I look at the players they've lost who cares?
1: Yeah, it's mad to be loaning out a player as good as Steve and to a League One rival. What the fuck are Burton thinking?
0: Yeah. Um, who have you got in ninth?
1: I have got Leighton Orient. We've finally covered all of the teams from last season. I'm not as pessimistic That's, as you on their chances.
0: That is... Pro- I'm not even necessarily... Pe- I'm not overly pessimistic. I think I've put them further down than they probably will finish. I think they'll be in around basically between where you and I have got them. But I didn't want to put them that high, so I didn't. Um, <laughs> Fair enough. Uh, yeah, uh, eighth. Um, this is a this is quite a quite a significant change from you. I've got Exit City.
1: That is a big change, yeah. From the fringes of one into the fringes of the other. I've got Wicked Wonders, yeah. which is not much of a change from you. <laughs> no, I think
0: I. I don't think Exeter have had a bad a bad summer at all. Um, they've got they've got a bit. i got got a bit younger, a bit a bit a bit more sort of aggressive. Um, certainly certainly in the middle of the park, I think they've. I've, I've, yeah, I don't know. I think I I look at a lot of players going out, and actually, I don't know a hell of a lot about some of them. Um, but if I look at the teams that. They're going to Burton, Burton, Bradford, Western Supermare, Swansea, Sutton. Um, I think it tells you a lot about what they've lost as opposed yeah, to what, right. what they've got coming in um, I mean they've got a couple of players from non-league coming in, and they've got uh, a couple of young lads coming in on loan, so there's still a long way to go for Exeter but I just got, I don't know, I just have this weird feeling about them, I think they're going to do a good job they brought Tom Carroll in as well, which I think like, it, it really sort of shores up that midfield, uh, along with Jack Aitchison going up, going up top and Rhys Cole you know, in the middle so yeah, I'd, I'm probably way out on Exeter, but I'd, yeah there we go I mean, that's fine. Vibes is
1: all you've got to go on at this point of the season. Uh, I hate that word, but yeah, sure. You're right. <laughs> Who've you got in eighth? In eighth, Wick and Wanderers. So, ah, uh, sorry. Close you to where you had them.
0: I always hate spelling the word Wanderers. I don't know why. Um, seventh. Who do you have in seventh, Patrick? Sorry, I've just dropped you in it there. You're having a sip.
1: That's absolutely fine. I have last season's playoff loser final losers bleh, playoff finalist losers, Barnsley FC. Um, now, you that know that
0: does surprise me.
1: I think playoff agony is something that you relive on a loop for a while as a fan base and uh, so yeah, that's that's where we go.
0: It's just as well the fans aren't playing then really, in it? Um <laughs> <laughs> Uh I've got I've got um Lincoln City.
1: Mmm.
0: I think they're poised I think they've made some really intelligent and shrewd signings this summer and um, I think they're poised for a bit of a run. Upper upper mid table, just maybe just maybe missing out on the playoffs around that sort of area. I think if I look again, they've not lost a hell of a lot of players and this players going to Orient, Peterborough Sports, Falkirk, Grimsby, Walsall, it's it's a load of nothing. Um only, only real player they've lost is Regan Paul to Ports to Portsmouth, um, which uh, I think is a good signing for them. I think they've made some decent signings. There's, there's not a lot of, there's not uh, Tyler Walker coming in is the biggest one, obviously. But I don't know. They, I think they've, I think they've invested well this summer, and I think, I think they've, they've got a lot to be excited for this season. Sixth place, Patrick. So this is playoffs now. This is playoff
1: territory. Absolutely, and obviously the next four positions are the ones you fill with your perennial bottlers, so uh, I've yep. got Portsmouth so, um, in sixth.
0: Interesting, interesting, interesting. Portsmouth, why? Uh,
1: I think like they've had quite a bit of player turnover in the summer, uh, brought a whole new squad of players in, lost most of the yeah. squad changed manager last season, so there's a bit of um, turmoil, is the wrong way, turmoil's strong, but there's turnover there and there's a bedding-in period that that takes, which makes it more difficult for you to challenge for the automatics consistently, although I'm going to have picked a team that has got exactly the same stats in those areas in the top three, so uh, maybe I should shut my face. <laughs> um,
0: I think they, they are one of the teams in the division that's had the best summer in terms of transfers. I don't think they've lost... There's a lot of players that have left that haven't signed on with anyone yet. And it could be that the players are being a little bit reticent and just sort of signing things down and not rushing things. But it could also mean that they're not very good. <laughs> certainly not Certainly not for this level. Um, I think, like I said, Regan Paul coming in. Uh, I think Ben Stevenson, who's one of the only players for Forest Green last season that wasn't absolute dog shit for 90 minutes every week. Um, Will Norris, good player, uh goalkeeper coming in from Burnley, Connor Connor Shaughnessy um coming in from Burton, again one of their one of their better players throughout the season. So yeah, uh I think that's uh I don't know, I think I think they've again I've put them down in sixth because uh fifth uh no, sorry, you got them in sixth, sorry, and I've just revealed where I've got got them Fifth. Oui. I've put them there. I've put them there because I think that um although they've added well, they are perennial bottle bottlers and I think that it's a massive massive task for the new manager john mister john, john i don't know there, there there's been some weird reports coming out that some of the players weren't on board at the beginning and you know maybe they are now maybe they're not so i, don't, I just don't know what's going on there so I, I, they, they've they're, invested well but i'm just not sure what's going on with them
1: they're a perennially top quarter side and uh, yeah. whether they keep it together enough to make that step back up again is another question but they're a big hit Fifth. in this league, no doubt.
0: They are, absolutely. Fifth position, Patrick.
1: Similar reasoning, I think. Charlton Athletic. Um, they look like a relatively stable squad from last season when they finished 10th, and uh, I see them pushing on from that, and they've got the resources to make that step, I think.
0: Fair enough. I've already spoken about them. I'm not going to bother doing it again. Um, fourth, Pat.
1: Bolton uh, Redacted. Yeah, um, another big hitter at this level, and we know they've been all the way down to League 2, but they seem to have steadied their fairly rocky ship. And uh, this season, minimal ins and outs, finished fifth last season, feel like a side that are uh, kind of below their mean at the moment and heading back in that direction.
0: Yeah, fair enough. I, th- I think I think you're you're right right about a lot of what you said about Bolton there. Um, can you tell that I didn't really listen because I was desperate for a piss? <laughs> um, I'm just, just just trying to just trying to make something up. Um, yeah, no, uh, uh, I've got I've, I've got Blackpool in fourth. Um, uh, Blackpool are a weird one because I think they're a bit of a joke of a clubs a lot of the time, but but they're also Big and 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 should be up the top end. I feel like I don't, I don't, I don't know. I am looking at the players they've signed, and I don't, I almost know nothing about any of them. Uh, Oliver Nor- Norburn coming in from Peterborough, right? Signing Richard Richard O'Donnell coming in from Rochdale as a goalkeeper is a weird signing, a very weird signing. Hmm. Uh, and again, the players that they've left, the players that are left are you'd be hard pushed to really give a shit about any of them going really.
1: Yeah, is what O'Donnell's is. another Wednesday Youth Academy lad and uh, not lad because he's 34 but it was one of those always yeah. like destined to be knocking around the lower reaches of the leagues and not quite um, not quite good enough to make it at the higher levels but they lost yeah. Chris Maxwell so they needed that kind of veteran goalkeeping presence sure, sure. Uh, Who do you have in third pack? In third I have Peterbury United, they had a near miss last year, they've had a fairly consistent summer squad wise, uh, led a few players to us. In fact, we've responsible for about 50% of their levers. But, you know, I think they're one of those kind of yo yo League One, League Two sort of teams, and it's probably about time they made it back up.
0: Do you mean League One Championship?
1: I absolutely do. Thank you. Yeah.
0: Nice. No, that's fine. Um,. Yeah, uh, I don't. I I look at what they've added, and it's again, it's a, it's a bit of like, oh, okay. Critchlow coming in from H- Huddersfield's a good signing to be fair. Kabongo Shaminga, Ch- that's wrong, but that's where I'm going. Coming in from Chesterfield, that's a weird signing. If I'm being honest, Ryan mm. de Havilland coming in from Barnet, young young midfielder. It's got a lot of potential there, so it's not a bad move. That Archie Collins coming in from Exeter, love that move actually. Um but then the goalkeeper coming in from Huddersfield, uh Milo Kapic and uh Peter Kiusu from Rotherham. Alright. Um they've lost a lot of players to us. They are basically our feeder feeder club now. So <laughs> um Yeah. Uh alright. They'll be there or thereabouts. They'll be they'll be in that region for sure. Oh um, yeah. I'm gonna I'm gonna echo probably 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 a lot of what you said about Bolton. Um, big club for this level. Um, they've done fairly well in adding some players. Uh, Dan Lundu, Lundulu um, from Southampton, Will Forrester from Port Vale, uh, Carlos Mendes from Luton, all decent signings. Um, Nathan Baxter as well coming in uh, on loan from Chelsea as goalkeeper. That's a really good signing, actually. Um, and players that they've left, that have left. Argh. Honestly, it's a lot of dead. It's a lot of deadwood going. The only one I'd, the only one I'd be disappointed to see go would be Zach Ashworth, who they had on loan from West Brom last year. Oh no, hmm. they've signed him again. So yeah, no, all right, he's got this. Yeah, he's 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 back in. So yeah,
1: yeah, it makes sense. to Have them both on the cusp.
0: So I've got. I've got Derby County seconds interesting um, I think that uh, they've done done some good work this summer uh, again they've left a lot of left they've let a lot of players go down the leagues and not too many go up them um, Only really uh, Muelik and Knight that have gone up up to the championship. Um, so yeah, I think they, I think overall they've they've had a good summer.
1: Absolutely agreed, um, and they're one of those sides that are historically huge, and uh, so, heading back you... towards where it feels like they should be.
0: Yes, are you going second as well, or, or or do you have someone else in that slot?
1: I have Blackpool in second, bouncing back at Blackpool. the first time of asking.
0: Interesting. Fair enough. And that means you have Derby going going up
1: champions, right? Absolutely I do. Yes. Fair enough.
0: I've got Barnsley winning the lot.
1: Interesting. That would be a good um a good way to bounce back from last season's disappointment. Yeah. Okay, so our so our final
0: league one Table of tables, as it were. That's, yeah. Um, going down, we have Port Vale, Cambridge United, Cheltenham Town and Wigan Athletic, which is bonkers. Can't believe Yeah, whatever. Then 20th Fleetwood, 19th Shrewsbury, 18th Carlisle, 17th Reading, 16th Northampton, 15th our, uh, Exeter, 14th Burton, 13th Oxford United, 12th Stevenage, 11th Leighton Orient, damn ya Pat, damn ya, 10th 10th, Bristol Rovers, 9th Wickham Wanderers, 8th Lincoln City, 7th Charlton Athletic, 6th Portsmouth, 5th Peterborough United, 4th Bolton Wanderers, 3rd Barnsley, 2nd Blackpool and going up top of the pile, Derby, Button County.
1: That's a very plausible top seven, that is. We've done all right
0: there. I mean, it, it almost it almost picks itself. Top seven. <laughs> I wish it had picked itself. I'm <laughs> not not gonna lie, um, but I think the I th- I think much like League Two. I think anyone from about tenth down to twentieth could finish in any one of those positions. yeah
1: I think that's fair the mid table goes a long way in both directions and then you've got the predictable or surprising shambles clubs that drop out of it altogether who will pick up the probably bottom three to six yeah right
0: should we talk about our summer Patrick
1: I mean we should we should talk about stuff that we actually know a bit more about that'd be fun
0: it would be it would be advisable. I think
1: it's what the listeners
0: are here for. Is it? Is it? I don't <laughs> know. they're just here. They're just here to laugh at us and how badly we've predicted this, right?
1: And we've seen what let's, one let's... whole friendly each. So uh, yeah, yeah that's we're about... we're well versed for I, this.
0: I, I said to Dean while I was stood there at Saint Neots watching us play Saint Neots rather than Colchester. Um, I was like, I don't know why I come to friendly games. I hate them. <laughs>
1: Friendly, <laughs> football
0: was... no, friendly football is so shit I went to three friendlies last year and I've got no idea why because I don't like friendly football it's so shit, it's so boring have you ever been to a friendly that was exciting?
1: I mean the last one I saw a red card and three goals but exciting was, isn't the word I'd use was it exciting it. though? in a league no, game there's so much was, more was... on the line yeah that's true yeah that's true <laughs> I don't know. Anyway,
0: anyway, yeah. let's all All right. Before we talk about the coming season, should we talk about the players that have left and then who we've brought in?
1: Sure, let's do that.
0: Right, quick, quick, big rundown. You all know this already, so I am not going to waste too much time on it. Max Clark's gone to Gillingham. Jake Reeves has gone to FC Wimbledon. Luke Norris has gone to Trammy Rovers. Jake Taylor's gone to Eastleigh. Michael boswick has gone to Boston United. Uh, Adam Prisbeck's gone to Poland, uh, somewhere. Jack Smith's gone to Kings Lynn. Danny Rose's gone to Grimsby Town. We've got fee for him. We, we, no one knows how much it is. Um, Alfie Williams is without a club. Mackay Townsend West is also without a club. And uh, for some reason, Heiji, the goalkeeper we've signed, is appearing on this list of players that have left. Well, he shouldn't. So, I'm not sure he's left yet. Anyway. Anyway, uh, who are you? Obviously, I mentioned earlier, Reeves and... Uh, oh, and, and uh, bloody um, Gilby's gone to MK Don's the Bastard. Mm. Um, are there any out of that list that you are particularly perturbed by?
1: I heard people saying early in the summer, before we'd seen anyone, that we'd upgraded from Reeves, and I was concerned about that without having seen the players. Having seen them play now yeah I can see it actually it looked like a it looked like a really solid midfield full of quality. I think the concern looking at the squad as it is now is depth just generally depth and the biggest gap is target man so losing Norris and rose and replacing them with basically nothing at this point is a worry. I understand why Rose moved on um and you know to an extent I can see why they were wanting to upgrade from Norris but no one isn't an upgrade and that's that's a concern and the other concern is uh, left back I don't see a backup left back in the squad at the moment and you never no. want to be having one player in a specialist position like that so particularly given how solid Clark was like having him as a backup wouldn't have been a, a terrible thing in league one um, and to end up no with... but
0: again again I, I understand why he's gone because he doesn't want to be on the bench week in
1: week out yeah, fine. And Butt was definitely an upgrade, so he definitely would be, barring injuries. Yeah. But yeah. You, it, it's it's a concern that if one injury and then you have a makeshift player at left back, and that's a massive weakness. Yeah.
0: Um, Sign-ins coming in: um, Harry Anderson, Lewis Thompson, Nick Freeman, Nathan Thompson, Alex McDonald, Dan Butler, Ben Thompson, Hammond, Christian Hagi, and uh, well, Owen Cochrane's been promoted. Um, who are that lot? I mean, the only one you can really point out for sure and be like, "That is a superb signing," really is Tay because we've seen him at the club. We know exactly what he can do. Um, Lewis Thompson coming in from Portsmouth is, I think, that is a superb. That is an outstanding transfer. To hmm. get that lad on a free is wonderful. Obviously, we've also, you know, I was I wasn't sure that Jake Forskaski was gonna sign on again I thought because originally we thought he was under contract for another year it turns out he wasn't um, but I was I was a little bit surprised to see him sign on once it was revealed that he wasn't on there wasn't on a on or still have a year to go but I think yeah, that he, especially after Gilby left especially after Gilby left but seeing having seen him play alongside the likes of Tom, the, Tom, the Thompson boys in midfield Oh, 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 yeah, we oh, haven't seen the best think, of him
1: yet, and I think we could, and I think it could be exciting.
0: I think having two midfielders like Lewis and Ben Thompson could just see Jake Forster quality unlock a little, and yeah. I am really looking forward to that. Nathan Thompson's really good piece to add at centre back. Um, but we are like you said, we are really, really, really lacking left backs and forwards. Um and oh, Joe Piggott would have been a perfect addition to that front line with either Elliott List or um Jamie Reed running off of them. Obviously yeah. we do have the likes of Jordan Roberts who's gonna be floating in around that attacking midfield striking striker sort of area. But honestly, with the way our midfield's gone, I don't know whether I see a regular start for Roberts, as much as the others. I mean, he. I mean, to be fair, he might get a little bit more game time at the beginning of the year with Listy having, you know, not played a competitive game for a year at this point.
1: Mm. But we've got a, a, a he... we've got a sur- well, not a surplus. That's the wrong way to look at it. We've got a lot of strikers who would be good off a bigger man. A support strike, because if you like March, List and Reid both seem to best fit that role, or three seem to best fit that role. So Roberts might be the leader of the line as much as we have anyone who leads the line. Uh, But it does look like a team that's going to be having to build through the phases and use the width a little bit more, and we have the squad to do that now. I mean, One of the things we picked up last year was... The creative mm-hmm. midfielders were spotting stuff, which the players weren't spotting to run onto, So they were playing balls into areas that weren't getting picked up. And it looks like a team that's going to do a better job in that regard next season. They're going to be sharper and on a, on a better wavelength.
0: Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Um What have you made of our pre-season so far, Patrick?
1: And it's been a lot of bedding in, hasn't it? But it looks like... Um, we're going to see a similar playing structure to last season, albeit with the adjustments we just mentioned. Um, mm-hmm. I think Alex McDonald has got a chance to be a sneaky fans' favourite because he's got some real craft and quality in that and those wide positions, and that's something we've cried out for for a while. So I'm looking forward to uh, to seeing how well he goes down on the East Terrace. Um, it'll be interesting to see what first 11 gets established, because that's still kind of up in the air, but we worry about the left-back position. I love what I've seen from Dan Butler, and that bodes very well for having a really high-quality established man, that that side, to match up with what we have on the right and make us a nice balanced side Mm -hmm. that's difficult to defend against, because you don't want to get too one-dimensional down a flank.
0: No, no, absolutely, and having a player that can play out that wide... But brings something different to Butler. Not only helps show up a position that, like you mentioned earlier, is you know one of those specialist positions where, generally speaking, if you play there, you don't tend to play anywhere else. It's less of a utility position. Um, I think having somebody that can fill that fill that void, um, but offer something different, is so crucial uh, at, at, at the level that we're now aiming to compete at. Um, I, I'm i i I've, yeah, I've been a bit blown away by our off season uh, after the initial disappointment of the likes of Gilby and and Reeves and even Clark, like like you said, moving on. Um, but I'm is very optimistic. The correct, yeah, but I would say I'm very optimistic this season. I think, I think if we if we find ourselves slipping towards the relegation places I think we can be really disappointed that we've allowed ourselves to get into that position, I think if you look at our squad sure it's a bit sparse in places at the moment but I think it stacks up really well in that middle of the pack bunch, I think there's I don't think there are many squads, certainly from the teams that have come up, but I don't think there are many squads in amongst them that a much better, if any better.
1: Which yeah, is I think that's fair.
0: Which is Take me back, Pat. Take me back twelve months ago, we were laughing at Nods for suggesting yeah. that for suggesting that the playoffs were the target.
1: Yeah. Well, it was it was just incredulous that you could think. I mean, you have to aim that high if you're playing, but from a fan's point of view, we're just like, look, I just don't want to be having heart attacks in April and thinking like every point, what are we going to have a club in the Football League like to cling on to? So
0: We had had consigned ourselves on this podcast to playing non-league football last season. That's how bad it got. We were saying we are... We are down already. Like what after we lost our home to Oldham, we were like, that's it. how do we survive from this? How do we yeah. come back? Yeah, and, you don't see where your next point's coming us. from. Now look at us League fucking what League One, Patrick.
1: Mm. And as you say, I think the the first eleven looks stronger. There's concerns around whether we've got the breadth of the squad to handle a full League One season, but you know, yes. it's July. Yeah. So you don't need to in July, right? Like, there's still time to bulk it out. It's the concern is the um the gaps in the squad rather than it just being generally thin, like and it's the sort of time in the season where you start to see a trickle down as the top level squads get sorted out, you start to see players going out on loan, so there's time yet yeah, to yeah. fill those gaps, I think. And you know, Steve knows yeah. every manager in the world and is best friends with every manager in the world. So uh, he's got his fingers in all the pies to get the loan players in that we need, right?
0: Who are? Uh, yeah, no, you're right, you're right. I think that um, that you, you're right in that respect. Um, obviously, Neil Metcalf's discussion with um, Steve at, at, at the weekend kind of confirmed it, that you know we've had discussions here and there with a lot of forwards, a lot of players. You know, we some got injured so the moves aren't likely some have gone elsewhere it's just the way it's just the way it's a it's a rapidly shrinking market for the forwards but that does expand as we get closer to uh, even september frankly it's because the closer we get to september let alone like the beginning of the season that that market will expand where like you said other teams are adding players and um have have that depth that allows them to let play other players go out either permanently or on loan. Um, I would be surprised if, the, if we don't sign a left back and a forward on loan. I'd like, I'd like a permanent signing as a forward, certainly, but I just don't... There's so few, I think, that are either available or likely left
1: now that... Yeah, yeah. It's I mean, tough, and we, we we know from Steve, he's not going to bring people in just to bulk it, bulk the squad out, unless there's a massive injury crisis. Like he's going to yeah. plump for quality, and if you can't get the quality in the position that you want, then work out a way to win without it. And we've seen in pre-season, that's been the focus, right? The subtle shift in hit the big man, pick up the pieces from that. It's been more um, long cross fields, working to the very advanced left-back, right-back, and then playing those nice combinations with your wider midfielders, which we didn't have so much last yeah. year. They were more tucked in and off the strikers. So uh-huh. you don't know how much that's going to carry over into the league games, and at some point you're going to come up against a side where you need that battering ram. So if we can get it in the squad so much, the better. I'd like to see both... Uh, I'd see replacements for Roseanne Norris and get a couple of um target men in to have that flexibility in the squad. And as we said, yeah. the second left back is a um very much desired part. But that's the sort of player you can get in on loan. Uh, you know, your backup fullback.
0: Yeah. Uh do you know what odds we are to go down this season?
1: I don't look at odds. What odds are we to go down this season? Five to two. Mm. That sounds the, the, about time
0: for afternoon tea. That's <laughs> that's uh, it's disgustingly short. Um, here's a, here's something particularly weird. Uh, we are twenty to one um, to be promoted, which feels yeah, it's not particularly short, but it feels a little bit short for us to go up. Um, we are sixty six to one to win outright. That's
1: a very long shot.
0: That is a very, very long shot. Fair enough. I, I sort of agree, to be honest. Top six, though. Seven to one. Yeah. That, feels, that, feels, that feels...
1: It feels more likely to me than bottom four, based on like, how the squad yep. seems to be shaping up and how we um, held ourselves when we came up this the last time. Mm-hmm. If I was so, if I was forced uh, to put money on it, I'd be betting that ahead of uh, you know ahead of relegation. Fair enough.
0: Uh, right, I'm going to put you on the spot, Pat. Give us an extra time.
1: Oh, an extra time. Right. Well, it's been a tough week for Wednesday fans. We uh, lost Trevor Francis and Chris Bot Williams this week, and neither of them were um, kind of. They were both before their time um yes. and it's it's players and managers from the peak of the Wednesday side from my lifetime so mm-hmm. as an extra time let's take it back to another meeting with a former Wednesday legend and I'll be honest with you I didn't know who he was um I was we were taken to a place called Pine Grove Country Club by one of my mates dads and uh, my mates all bundled in and pushed past this fella going through the door. I was a polite little 12 year old so I held the door open for him and uh, we got in the room and uh, their dad was like do you know who that was? Pat knows who it was. I didn't know who it was, I was an ignorant polite little boy. That was Mel Sterland, former Sheffield Wednesday legend from before all our times, Mel Sterland. He's now a fat balding man so you know we don't recognize him but yeah that was my brush with a sportsman who apparently I should have recognized and didn't recognize
0: well okay there you are. there you have it uh, I have I have nothing to add to this extra time <laughs> I think I've spoken about all of my encounters with sporting people on here already uh, of course uh now I'm gonna wrap my brains. Uh, yeah, I mean, I've, I've spoken about bumping into Alan Shearer on the train. Spoken about seeing the whole squad at King's Cross and how Tom Huddleston didn't want to take a picture with me, but did. And then Steve, Bruce <laughs> Steve, Steve Bruce looks too angry to trouble. Um, spoken, I think I've spoken about bumping into the former Man United chief executive, um, uh, Ed Woodward, on uh, Piccadilly once. Um, the Mayfair end of Piccadilly, um, past Green Park, sort of t- down towards Hyde Park. Uh, yeah, I just, again, it's, it's much like the Alan Shearer one. I
1: caught him a bit and moved on. Yeah. <laughs> Classic, mate.
0: Yeah, but there you go. There you go. They're definitely they're, they're, that. That is the extent of my uh, brushes with uh, with footballers. At um, least you
1: knew them. That's one step up from me. Well, I mean, for two of them,
0: they probably didn't want me to know who they were. But um, In fact, all of them, none of them have been particularly positive experiences. I'm not going (laughs) to lie. Have we got any news? Not really. At least nothing that we can reveal yet. Um,
1: Ooh, (laughs) teasers.
0: They're yeah no I don't know um, through this season we're aiming to be a little bit more rigid with our recording schedule and with our release schedule so now you can expect Borough Pod every Thursday morning at I don't know I haven't decided the time yet 10, 8, 9, 10 a.m. ish probably I might, I might drop it at 7 and 8 so that the few of us that still have a commute have got something to listen to on the way how about that
1: Find it when Balders walks the dogs, and then uh, release it for that.
0: Yeah, all right, Balders. Uh, I assume you're listening because
1: you do. He's got no better yeah. to do. Is he's retired on the mansion?
0: He he is he is retired out in the the French wilderness. Um, I don't know that wilderness wilderness is the right the right way to describe it.
1: Um, Probably countryside.
0: I was about to say dicking around the door but that's the wrong country, isn't it? <laughs>
1: So long as no, you it's not. It's, no, it is. It's,
0: no, Dordogne's French, isn't it? Yeah. Um, anyway, yeah, Dicking around the Dordoynes, That's what he's doing. Um, I don't know. Right, where are we going with this? We're just rambling now. We've been Very doing this so. an hour and ten. Been doing this now an and ten minutes. Probably call it a day, Pat. What do you think?
1: Not. Like I think forever. we should get back together when we've actually seen a competitive game and know what's going on. Cool. Or, uh, we're not going to record
0: before Northampton. Nah, no point. Fuck it. We'll be back after, prop, back after uh, we've played Northampton. How about that? Sounds good, mate. Cool. All right, mate. Good to talk to you, Pat. Ciao for now. Thank you, everybody, for joining us for this uh, episode. Up the borough. Here's Dean Campbell. It! And he good! And Stevenage has taken the lead here at
1: Villa Park. And a wall in his air. Oh! Yeah!
0: Um right, so the spreadsheet is a bit broken here, so we've got two teams that aren't appearing for some reason. So <laughs> I'll figure out what's we'll figure out quickly what's going on. Obviously all of this will cut out. Who isn't there though? Um we've got Barnsley, Blackpool. Okay, Bolton aren't there. So that's gonna be Bolton. Didn't find a four in the table.
1: <laughs> I see now why you wanted mine in the same document as yours. I wanted to keep it a surprise.
0: Yeah, no, I need, I, I, I needed it. <laughs> I, I needed it in the same, same document to, uh, um, to make it work. Amalgamate. To amalgamate. So yes. My tiebreaker just isn't quite, uh, quite powerful enough by the looks of things. I'll do this. There we go! I fixed it with maths. What do you reckon the player's favourite McDonald's is? Sweeney screams
1: fillet a fish to me. I can see that. I reckon TVC loves a McFurry because they're smooth as silk like his first touch.
0: Do you reckon Macca loves a Macca's?
1: I mean, obviously. Just look at his cheeky face.
0: And Revs definitely takes down a McNuggets share
1: box on his bill. You want to watch what you say about our team's
0: nutritionist. Order McDelivery now from the McDonald's app. At participating restaurants, 18 plus, serving times, delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans.